Hello, this is Saeedul Zaman from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 1st of February. Finance Minister Nirmala Sitaraman unveiled the union budget today. Sitaraman said, this is the first budget of Amrit Kal, which hopes to build on the foundations laid in the previous budget and lay a blueprint leading up to India's 100 years of independence from colonial rule. One of the big takeaways from the budget is that the center has increased the capital investment outlay by 33% to rupees 10 lakh crore in the financial year 2023-24. According to Sitaraman, this would amount to 3.3% of India's GDP. Sitaraman said that this increase is to enhance growth potential and job creation to provide a cushion against global headwinds. The budget also announced a revised tax regime in place of the new one. This is besides the existing old regime. Commentators hailed the revision of the new scheme, calling it a relief for the middle class. The benefits appear to be aimed at luring taxpayers away from the old scheme. It was announced that the income tax rebate limit will be raised to 7 lakh rupees as compared to the current 5 lakh rupees. According to the Hindu, the new applicable tax rates hold zero taxes for those earning up to rupees 3 lakhs, 5% for 3 to 6 lakhs. 10% for 6 to 9 lakhs, 15% for 9 to 12 lakhs, 20% for 12 to 15 lakhs, and 30% for 15 lakh and beyond. Railways accorded its highest ever capital outlay with rupees 2.4 lakh crore allocated to it. According to Sitaraman, this is nine times bigger than the outlay for railways in 2013-14. According to the finance minister, the current year's economic growth is estimated to be at 7%. with the fiscal deficit pegged at 6.4%. She said it is expected that the fiscal deficit will be brought down to below 4.5% by 2025-26. Finance Minister Nirmala Sitaraman has also announced various schemes in her budget speech. She mentioned a one-time small savings scheme for women, the Mahila Samman Saving Certificate. According to Sitaraman, the scheme will provide a deposit facility up to rupees 2 lakhs under a woman or girl's name. for a 2 year period she said that the program will have a 7.5% fixed interest rate and a partial withdrawal option sitaraman also announced that the maximum investment limit for the senior citizen savings scheme has been increased from rupees 15 lakh to rupees 30 lakhs under the scheme citizens above 60 years can open an account citizens aged 55 to 60 years who chose voluntary retirement or superannuation are eligible for the program If older than 50 years, retired military personnel may also open an account under the program. It was also announced today that an agricultural accelerator will be set up to encourage agricultural startups. The credit target for agricultural loans has been raised to rupees 20 lakh crore for 2024, with an emphasis on dairy, fishery, and animal husbandry. Sitaraman also said that financial assistance for over rupees 2.25 lakh crore has been provided to small farmers under PM Kisan Samman Nidhi. According to the scheme, three equal payments totaling rupees 6000 are made to land-owning farming households each year. A sessions court in Lucknow today signed orders to release Kerala journalist Siddiqui Kapan. Kapan who has been incarcerated for over 2 years now was granted bail in a money laundering case on 23rd of December 2022 by the Lucknow bench of Allahabad High Court. The journalist had moved the high court after the Lucknow sessions court denied him bail on 31st of October 2022 in a prevention of money laundering act case. 
On 9th of September 2022, the Supreme Court had granted bail to Kapan in the Unlawful Activities Prevention Act case, stating that every citizen has the right to free expression. The Kerala-based journalist was arrested on 5th of October 2020 while travelling to cover the gang rape and murder of a Dalit woman in Hathras. Listeners, if you would like to know more about the case against Siddiqui Kapan, then do read my colleague Akansha Kumar's series titled Siddiqui Kapan Charge Sheet. It details the cases against him. We have been able to bring you such reports because we are funded by you and not by corporations or any government. Your support is all we ask for. If you aren't a subscriber already, become one today. Subscribe to newslaundry.com and pay to keep news free. Our subscription starts at only rupees 300 a month. Sikkim's additional advocate general Sudesh Joshi resigned today amid public criticism. This comes after a controversy surrounding a Supreme Court verdict on the 13th of January. The order had mentioned the Sikkimese Nepali community as immigrants while providing other residents of the state an income tax exemption, PTI reported. Political parties in the state alleged that Joshi did not sufficiently inform the court of the differences between the Sikkimese Nepali people and other residents, which led to the observation. Joshi had been accused of neglecting his duty towards the state of Sikkim and the Nepalese community in particular. Joshi sent his letter of resignation to the chief secretary of Sikkim, V.B. Pathak. While the tax exemption which has been in place since 2008 was welcomed, the chief minister P.S. Tamang stressed that his party and government were very concerned about rectifying the incorrect terminology used for the Sikkimese Nepali minority. He stated that all work had been completed and that a review petition would be submitted over next few days. The Supreme Court ordered the center to amend section 10 of the Income Tax Act of 1961 to include income tax exemption for all Indian residents residing in Sikkim as of or before the merger date of 26th of April 1975. Joshi said that the attacks on his integrity were baseless and unfounded. Members of the Congress-led United Democratic Front walked out of the Kerala Assembly today. They accused the Forest Department of lacking a plan to address the human-wildlife conflict in several areas of bordering forests, PTI reported. The walkout came when Speaker A. N. Shamsir denied the opposition's request to adjourn the House and examine the matter. The opposition hit out at the LDF government for a lack of clear position while waiting for a study report to decide on the course of action. The motion was denied after Kerala Forest Minister A.K. Sasindran stated that his department's officials were working around the clock to address such incidents in settlements near forests. Congress legislator Sunny Joseph stated that 640 people have died as a result of the conflict in Kerala since 2018. Joseph presented an adjournment motion to talk about the harm posed to civilians by wild animals. Thousands of teachers in England and Wales are participating in a national strike today, BBC reported. According to the National Education Union, 85% of schools in England and Wales are believed to be closed or only partially open. Up to 4,75,000 union members are on strike calling for salary increases to address the rising costs of living. Even with inflation exceeding 10% last year, many people received hikes of less than 5%. According to the National Education Union, more than 1 lakh people are expected to walk out along with university staff, civil servants and train and bus drivers. More than a dozen important rail lines are not operating, with Victoria, Cannon Street, Marylebone and London Bridge among the major train stations in London that are completely closed. 
the number of affected schools could reach 23,000 while different levels of disruption are anticipated. However, the education secretary said the majority of schools will be partially open. The planned day of industrial action is probably going to be the worst day of strikes in Britain in more than 10 years, which will put further pressure on Prime Minister Rishi Sunak's conservative government to settle pay disputes with public sector workers by making more generous offers on pay. Teachers, university staff, train drivers and government employees are all protesting together. Bloomberg Economics estimates that widespread strikes may cost the UK roughly 1.85 billion dollars in the last quarter of the year, with the economy predicted to go backwards in the first quarter of 2023. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.